This is the Holler and Poets podcast, the podcast where we delve into the stories behind the poems on spoken word artist albums. I'm your host, Josh Mozug. This is season five, episode eight. I'm here with Egypt Ali from Egypt Speaks. We're talking today about track six from her album, Wanderer, Don't Meet Your Heroes. Um, so uh, you reference like Clark Kent and Superman a lot in this one. Um, I'm guessing, are you a, a comic person? And uh, why did you go this route with this one in particular? Oh, yeah, I love comic books. Uh, I went to most of the midnight premieres of all of the last couple of Marvel movies and, and just really enjoy that cinematic universe but i realized that also was causing a bit of an issue um i was going back through my instagram once uh, i got like a management company that was helping me out with socials and growing engagement and we were clearing out some pictures that had nothing to do with anything that i was doing tour wise and, and just trying to clean it up and i noticed that i had some pictures uh with like some bands or artists producers or, or whoever I, I ran into and, and some of them i was like yeah you know like this guy's been like a hero of mine for a while and, and realizing that that might not be healthy uh, or, or good. Um, it was kind of brought home in a way that this became a really hard poem to write. Like, you know, those, those things that you sit down and you're just so angry or so hurt that you write it and then you look at it and it's done and it's honest. So you don't want to change it, but it hurts. So you're not sure if you're going to do anything with it. Yeah. Uh, that, that was this, that there's another poem that's, that's like that as well. That I think we're going to get to a little later, but uh, there were two instances that kind of brought that home for me. One was at a youth convention uh, in like January. It's like in a place called Ocean City, Maryland. It is literally an island in the middle of the ocean that you have to take like a five mile bridge to get to. It was great and it would have been well, it would have been awesome if it weren't January. <laughs> so, yeah. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> and um, I was going out, there's a photographer buddy of mine who's just a really good friend and he's really talented uh, and we were out taking new promo pictures just while it's freezing so there's like like my current profile picture on on facebook i remember it not because it was great but because it was like 10 degrees below zero and i'm walking around on this island with no like coat because i needed to look cool for the pictures <laughs> it was horrible but while that picture was being taken um i watched a van like come straight down the street and all of a sudden the windows rolled down and I heard all of this screaming and then the van like pulled a Yui, you heard the tires screech and I remember I looked at Chris I'm like dude we're gonna die like I don't know if that somebody like rolled up to like for a drive-by like what is this and out of that van poured like six middle school girls so that didn't exactly give me the peace and comfort in knowing that they weren't about to kill us but it wasn't going to be <laughs> nearly as quick as I thought it was going to be what a way to go Right? Um, and they came over. They were so excited because they had been to this big youth convention I'd been playing. And they had enjoyed the poetry. They had looked up like people I'd played with and were freaking out. Like, this girl just comes up. She's like, you know, you're you're like a like a hero. And, and, and just like, thank you so much for like speaking your mind. And it terrified me. Because now I'm sitting here thinking about my kitchen fire moments. Where I'm like, you may want to pick a better role model. Like, you understand I'm like 20, right? Like you can't like, please don't look at me for, for spiritual guidance. Don't look at me to be that rock that that's not going to falter. Cause if I do falter and when I do fall, I do not want to take you with me. Yeah. Um, and, and it was one of those things where like I got back in the, the runner vehicle. My mom had come out to the show. She's like, that was kind of 
like, has that ever happened before? And I'm like, yeah, that's that's happened before, but it's disturbing. And I just kind of told her, like, it's it's weird to be, you know, like, ever since I'd started this in my teen years, like, people had said stuff like that. And I was never comfortable with being that hero. Like, I could think of, you know, like, the Marvel timeline with, with Tony Stark, knowing that there must have been kids in the early Iron Man days who thought that Tony was amazing when, when Tony was a bit of a jerk, like, the entire time. And while he did grow into someone that was still amazing and, and could lead a team, he was not someone who I would ever look to for, like, like moral compass stuff. And I didn't ever want to be that person that, like, you know, something would come out about. And, and I would cause the people who looked to me to be that, like, spiritual rot to stumble. Um, cause I don't, I don't want to be held accountable for that. And also it's not ever what I set out to do. And so it, it really moved me to try to one, like clean up my act in the ways that I know I needed to, like, like there are things that like I needed to change about myself in order to not have as many issues that could have arisen as when it was then. But I also knew that, um, there had been instances where I had almost idolized, like, figures in in music both christian and secular and then i like met them yeah and it crushed me like either they weren't super nice or, or didn't come off as super nice or, or something happened and i just i remember one time in particular i came home from a concert and um i, I checked in with my grandmother before i went home and she's like what's wrong with your face like <laughs> like are you okay and i'm like i don't I don't know. Like, she's like, well, you know, how, how was the band? Like, you've been dying to meet them forever. Like, you have all their posters. I'm like, yeah, I met them. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not sure if that was a good thing. Like, like they put on a good show. And, and at that point, it kind of hit me where it's like, I didn't want to be just a show. And I knew there was a point where, you know, I, I would rather have friends than fans where yeah. if I let people get close enough, they would see all of those holes. And would I still be someone that they wanted to know? Like, was I still worthy enough for being liked for who I am and the things that I like? And, and like, you know, I like going to haunted houses. There are Christians that would beat you over the head with a Bible, like multiple times and mm. multiple translations to get you to not go to that haunted house. Like, you know, am I someone they would still look up to? And even if I was, is that what I want to be? Like, is that, like, am I, am I trying to be a teacher? I believe that the Bible has very strict, you know, rules for, for the accountability that people who profess themselves to be teachers of scripture or people who lead like, you know, little kids astray, like there's, there's a very high like regard and standard that they hold themselves to. And I know that I'm not, obviously I'm not there, I'm human. Um, but that verse about like it's better for you to tie a stone to your neck and throw yourself, you know, into the sea than lead one of mine astray, uh, felt like a threat at some times. And and I realized that um, in a lot of ways, uh, you shouldn't meet your heroes. Um, I think a couple of days ago, John Cooper from Skillet yeah. came out with an incredible piece of writing um, that was just about there are Christian, you know, pastors and icons that are leaving the faith and they're taking people with them because those people didn't ever, you know, follow the faith or religion or, or God. Like they were following these people. And I'm sure that when they were teaching was in the greatest, you know, like of intentions and, and sets, but like when they left, did they do, did they do more damage than good? Like all of that good work, was that just undone by what you just did? Um, and while I don't struggle with, you know, I, like wanting to leave Christianity, like I, 
I didn't ever want to be in a situation where like I do something and mess up and there's some kid, you know, right behind me doing the same thing. And so I, I thought about Superman. I thought about Clark Kent and that Clark Kent himself is pretty normal. Like outside of the whole being Superman thing, like he, he works like what I assume would be a minimum wage job at the Daily Bugle, like typing up stories and chasing you know people around looking for pictures that sometimes, especially within a, a type of culture, we are taught to follow people rather than causes and follow uh, like influencers rather than the influence that sometimes we get lost in, in what we were following to begin with. And that's why it's so yeah. easy to like get sidetracked and led somewhere else. Um, and so um, it, it, it kind of, it, it hit home in a way where I wanted to be a better person, but I also wanted to address the fact that sometimes like the everyday people are amazing too. Like I have met so many awesome non-musicians couldn't carry a tune in a bucket type people that have just become some of those solid rocks. And, and while they are role models, they are not idols or icons. Like I yeah. know that if they were to do something to mess up, like it's not because like the Lord has left them. Like it's because they're human and, and they're just like me. Like they are probably just as lost as I feel like sometimes. Uh, and that not meeting your heroes isn't a bad thing. It's not that, you know, all of your heroes are horrible. It's that there are no such thing as superheroes, Tony Stark is a dude in a robot costume and Bruce, well, I guess Bruce Banner is technically not a Hulk if we're getting serious, but besides <laughs> that, like they're all people like the coolest Avenger to me was Hawkeye. Cause Hawkeye is just really good at shooting things with arrows and not so much the recovery of said arrows, but he's just a normal guy with, with a family. And he still has all of those morals of a superhero because he makes that hero, but he himself is not someone that, that should be idolized. Like his morals and his compass are, and, and with a lot of these artists, like they're great people, but they would make really sucky idols just because they're not, they're not perfect. So especially thinking about kind of the route and the path that I'm on, the fact that, you know, there's a, there's, the scariest moment was like there's a little kid in Illinois who has he begged his mom to go get him a winter hat like in the middle of a snowstorm so he could wear and call it his Egypt hat because that's what Egypt does. And so it, it was those things where I realized people were like picking up little things that I do, whether that's the hat, whether that's like the way that like my mannerisms that people were following me, there were fan pages for a while and that was creepy as crud. Um, but I wanted to be that person they could talk to and listen to, but not the person that they would idolize. And I had to come up with a good way to make that relatable. Um, and there are some Easter eggs in that poem, like with the, with the addresses and just like the red lines and stuff like that, where if you dig into a little more of my background or if you meet me, like you'll understand uh, what those are. But the whole point is to take off that mask that the person under the mask is just as much a hero as, as Superman is because that's who they are. Like without Clark Kent, there would not be a Superman. Um, but a lot of people apparently get fooled by the fact that he took off his glasses and put on some spandex. So yeah. take that as you will. Uh, uh, but I, I just wanted to be careful with that hero mentality. Um, especially as like, you know, Christianity kind of comes to this crossroads with how they're going to address certain social issues and will they address certain social issues? Like which way do they go? Like, just because you lose respect for someone does not mean that you lose faith in, you know, at least for me, the God who I know has brought me through everything else, regardless of what everybody else is, is doing. So that's Don't Meet Your Heroes. Yeah, um, my co-host for the Let God Die podcast, Calvin, he brought up, uh, I don't know, maybe it was a year ago or so now, um, just that 
like we are not the hero of our own story um that mm -hmm. the point is not for us to be elevated um but the point being that uh i don't know like if we're pointing to something beyond ourselves uh, if we're pointing to to god if we're pointing to jesus um then uh if we're pointing people to him um if we fall you know like they're you shouldn't take away from the light yeah yeah it, it won't be as much a reaction of like oh man they fell and now uh you know like kind of crisis of everything you know it's more so mm -hmm. all right like they never claimed to be perfect in the first place um and it's like this vicious cycle i see um i guess in the church in society with uh celebrity culture um just in mm -hmm. general um it's kind of like this vicious cycle where like we lift people up on a pedestal um they are not real uh, often watch them fall off of the pedestal you built yeah 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 and they're not real uh, uh in the first place um you know we we fall in love with like the idea of of the person or who we assume that they uh, ascribe to be um right. but uh yeah and then of course they're gonna fall short of that Right, right. If you're holding them to a standard of perfection, with they themselves being imperfect, you will always be disappointed. And there's yeah. nothing they can do about that. Yeah, but absolutely. I'll tell you what, there's a there was a really poignant moment. I went to go, um, I, there's a Cast and Crown show that are like a couple of minutes from my house. And some of the guys in Cast and Crown, so I get friends. So I like went over to hang out and, and watch them. I'm sitting on the side of the stage. And uh, they are this mega band. Like, they're going on tour in arenas and, and just doing these things. But, like, when they come off stage, I know that they're youth pastors and that they're goofy and strange. But they're in this really ridiculously large band where people were pointing them out, like, if they're walking around the festival grounds. And it was weird being next to them because you felt like the most unpopular human being there <laughs> standing yeah. next to, like, Tron Devo or something like that. And so um, one of the things that really stands out about the way that they do their set is that, you know, some bands focus on, like, the introductions, like, you know, this is blah, blah, blah on the drums and, and whatever, but the way that they ended it, they have a song that says, I don't care if you remember me, it's, it's only Jesus. And most of the time, bands make a super big deal about them getting off the stage, they play an encore, but all they did was they got the crowd singing that chorus, and then they just walked off. Like, mm -hmm. they kept singing, and they kept playing as they walked off, but the band just disappeared. <laughs> I'm like, that's ridiculous like don't they want to like the crowd's gonna clap they're gonna scream one more song like don't they want to be out there for that and then i kind of got like that conviction in my heart like of course you would want to be out there for that but what did they just say yeah like like they don't care if you remember them and, and that it's just the cause that they serve and it was just really powerful because if you're not paying attention when they do that you won't notice that the band left and that's good like that's what they're going yeah. for it's that worshipful atmosphere but it's crazy that on their level they're still just as true to that servant's heart as as when they started and as when they're youth pastors and when they're going back. So like for them, I love their model. I love the way that they do that. And then I strive to have the same heart towards ministry and, and towards my focus as as they do on whatever level I end up on. Yeah. And that takes intentionality. You know, it's oh, uh, yeah. that's not just going to happen on accident. I think what happens on accident is that we do uh, place each other, uh, uh, even like put ourselves on pedestals, you know, um, mm -hmm. that's how that. you start kitchen fires. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Oh, it ties together. Um, Doesn't it though? <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, like coming to a point where you want to be vulnerable and be real about the kitchen fires, um, right. you know, whether it be literal kitchen fires or the, uh, kitchen fires of your heart, uh, so to speak, right. um, that might turn some people off who are looking for an idol. 
Um, but mm -hmm. I don't think those are the people that you want, um, you know, to do life with anyways, because like right. you've said many times, you're not looking for fans, you're looking for friends. So I think that, uh, yeah, all that kind of ties together. One other question I had, um, 55th and Euclid, is there any significance to that in particular, or was that just yeah. a random reference? Nope. He's 55th and Euclid is a concert venue. Oh, okay. Um, I, I grew up going to that that concert venue and one of the cool things about the Agora theater it is our only metal like specific venue you will not go there yeah. and see a hip-hop act you will not go there and see like some random punk like you're gonna go and you're gonna hit somebody because there's gonna be a wash pit yeah. um but i had gone to see a ton of bands that were my heroes at that venue mm. and the particular show that i had to come home and just be like don't meet your heroes like literally came home and said that uh, was at that venue and, okay. and it was on a night that really it stuck out to me the band didn't do anything wrong but i just remember coming back and thinking like i'm not sure if i if i'm happy that i went <laughs> type thing type thing oh cool thank you so much uh egypt for sharing check out egypt stuff at egypt speaks uh, search egypt speaks on youtube or spotify to listen to more we'll be back next time with the poem i wouldn't call it hate